praise to you. Thank you, Father. This morning we adore you. We lift your name up on high. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the privilege of serving you, of adoring you, and the privilege of giving for your work. We acknowledge that health and wealth, power, position, prosperity, posterity, they all come from you, Father. Out of the abundance that you have given, we have bought a portion for your work. We pray this will be used for the expansion and the extension of the kingdom of God. Give, and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall be given into your bosom. That's what your word says. We pray that every life will be filled with goods and goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are delighted this morning to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And we are here to worship the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We want to give the Lord the glory. And this weekend we have our, our, our good friend, Reverend Jacob Baby is here. He's, he's ministering from God's word. Shall we sit in the presence of God with a prayerful attitude that the Lord will speak into our lives? Want to introduce his wife. His wife is... Betsy, Betsy, would you please stand up? Bijoy has been bragging about his wife, and I'm sure that you guys wanted to know who she is, so that's Betsy. She is Pastor M.O. Samuel's daughter, okay? So those of you who know Pastor M.O. Samuel, that's his daughter. We thank the Lord for them, their daughter Evangeline. They are serving the Lord. We are glad that the Lord has brought this man of God, young, vibrant, Preacher, let's sit in God's presence as he brings God's word. Please come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you were experiencing God's presence this morning? Can I see a show of hands? Hallelujah. doesn't matter how many, how much we go through on a daily basis. doesn't matter what sickness, what problems, financial problems, struggles we go through. Sometimes a moment in the presence of God, it's just great. Nothing can be compared to that. Amen. I believe I have half an hour today. I'll be as quick as possible. We're going to meditate on the book of Genesis. We're going to continue from our, this morning's talk, chapter 3, verse 9 onwards. When you're there, can you say Stotram? Oh, you're already there. Wow. All right, let's go.
Okay. So let's skip from there, and we know the rest of the story, so I'm just going to go. Let's go to verse um, 20. Keep going. The Lord God made a garment of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. The Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat the fruit thereof. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. And he drove the man out. Amen. Greetings to you all again. Uh, it's been indeed a joy, a pleasure to be here. Privileged to share with you from God's word. To see a lot of you. I know a lot of you. Uh, and like I said before, some of you from the days I was in my diaper. Uh, and I'm so glad to be with you all again. I feel at home. And your hospitality, your support, your encouragement is always a blessing to me. And my family as a whole. So thank you guys for again having us. Uh, it was just great time, great worship, uh, great fellowship with you all. As you heard from Pastor uh, uh, Finney Samuel, my father-in-law is Pastor Emmo Samuel. A lot of you know him. Um, he is with us right now. Uh, he got diagnosed with a disease, a rare disease called PSP. Uh, progressive supranuclear palsy. And those of you uh, medical people, you guys know more than I do. Um, so basically, he needs assistance for everything. Um, he's now staying with us. We are praying for a miracle because our God is a miracle worker. Amen? And I would request your sincere prayers for the great servant of God, a man mightly used by God in the past, uh, a great teacher of the word of God. And even today, he's very contemporary because he reads a lot of books, and even today, he can speak volumes, but even his tongue has problems, his, his problems with vision, a lot of issues because of the disease, but uh, medically, there's no cause, so there's no cure, but with us, we have a God who created us, and for him, it just takes a fraction of a second, a word. Hallelujah. So those of you who know Papa, I kindly ask your prayers. We need it as we encourage him and build faith and we pray together for a miracle in his life. Hallelujah. Let's get to today's word. I'm going to title it as God's love in the midst of our mess. This morning we are talking about sin. And how the enemy tries to put us down and destroy us with sin because sin separates us from God. And we stopped at verse 9 where God asked, Adam, where are you? And this morning I want to continue on to the next verse, verse 10 after Adam and Eve have fallen in sin in a big mess. They're in a mess. 
What's happening is they are hiding. Adam's response to God's voice was, what is it? I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So sin causes you to hide. We talked about that this morning. Sin causes you to be, for some reason, be afraid of God. It's almost like the deception of the enemy where you are afraid of God. What, what is the enemy's trick with that? He wants to drive you further away from God if you're afraid of God. Because I was naked. Why was he naked? Because he sinned and he lost the glory of God. So I hid myself. Like I said this morning, some of us are hiding this morning. Hiding from what? Hiding from God. Is there anything in your life that you're hiding? Is there any, are you playing the hiding game in God's presence? But the funny part is verse 8, which, where, which is where I want to start talking about. Verse 8, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Even in your mess, even when they sinned against God, God knew this, right? God knew that they have sinned. But even in the midst of their sinfulness, in their mess, God is coming by. He is coming by. Why is he coming? He still wants to maintain that conversation, that communion that he had with you. Hallelujah. I mean, I don't care what mess you are this morning, but God is coming by. And he's walking right next to you in spite of your mess. He's coming because he's still, he's coming in search of you. And he's calling out, Adam, where are you? Oh, I feel the presence of God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. He is coming in search of you. In spite of the 99 sheep, he's running after the one lost sheep because he does not want to lose you. You belong to him. Even in the midst of your mess this morning, let the call of God echo in your ears. Adam, where are you? Verse 11. And he said, God is saying, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? 
Many times, in the midst of our mess, God not only comes and tries to talk to us, when we respond, if we would respond, he wants to confront us. He wants to get to the place where we have fallen. He wants to question it. He wants to confront your sin. And sometimes it might be discomfort. It might cause discomfort. It might, it might bother you when the word of God comes powerfully. When you, hear, when you hear the word of God. When you hear a sermon. When you, sit, when you hear the song. When it speaks audibly to your heart. Sometimes it's convicting. Sometimes, sometimes it makes you uncomfortable. But when the spirit of God confronts you. Understand it's not because he's angry with you. It's because he wants to do that very thing. From where you fell, he wants to pick you out from the miry clay. God's love in the middle of your mess means in the middle of your mess, he confronts you. He comes to that very problem. Because he wants to grab you from that miry clay. From that pit that you have fallen. And he want to pick you up. Amen. And this morning. The spirit of the Lord spoke to me through some visions. And there are some of you sitting here. Who are tied up with addictions. Habitual sins. Some of which you cannot break out of. You are here, you come to church. And I don't know if somebody knows or not, but you have been hiding from the presence of God. And this morning, the Lord wants to confront you because he loves you, not in a condemning way, but he is coming in a loving way because he loves you. He is coming to you recognizing your problem, but he wants you to confess your problem so that he can pick you out and change you forever. And you can see that he, Adam gives a lot of excuse. The woman gives excuse. You see there is consequence of their sin. Always understand God will forgive your sin. But you will have to face a consequence of your sin. Forgiveness and consequence almost lies parallel. Many times we have this excuse and many times the enemy tells us, hey, if you sin, it's okay. You can ask God for forgiveness. But the Bible teaches us so clearly that when you sin, you will face a consequence. David sinned. He repented. But still, the son died. The sinner on the cross, he repented. Jesus said, I will remember you in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. But then he still had to die on his cross. As we always hear from the Lord's Supper, that many of you are sick and asleep because the Lord is a just God. He doesn't want you to be condemned with the world. But you will face a consequence of your sin. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. The moment you respond to God. The moment you respond to his call. 
And as he confronts you, as you surrender yourself to God Almighty, as he does that surgery in you, ripping out the sinful character, ripping out the sinful element in you, as you submit yourself, always understand that he's a God who forgives you. He's a God who will pick you out of that pit and give you victory. God's love in the midst of your mess. As you know, Adam and Eve tried their own ways to cover themselves. We do different things to cover ourselves. We know we have fallen. We think there is a way we can, we can overcome it. And so many times we try our own methods, human methods. Maybe a three-step plan, a seven-step plan, and sometimes we find out that it doesn't really work because these are man-made ways. But when you surrender yourself to God, God has something greater, a better plan for you. And as you know, the next words we read in, in verse 21 for also for Adam and, Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. And you've probably heard sermons and messages about how this represents the death and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus do in the midst of our mess? That's exactly what Jesus did. He came from heaven to the earth below. And he confront, he came to this earth and lived like we live today. Because he loves us, he comes to us. And he died on the cross for you and me. So we will be clothed with his glory again. His love in the midst of our mess. But what really caught my attention and what really shook me up is when I read the following passages, I mean, following verses, 22 onwards. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden. See, when I was young, when I, when I went to Sunday school, and when I grew up, and every time, even in pictures and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, video clips, I, I, I felt the anger of God when I read those passages back in the day. And how God kicked him out. And I still remember some of those songs where you do this, you know, how God kicked him out of the Garden of Eden. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, God is going to kick you out. But then as I read the scriptures, that's not what it says. There were two trees in the Garden of Eden. One was the tree of what? Good and evil. The other one was what? Tree of life. And as the scripture says, once man had sinned, as Adam and Eve had sinned, 
God is saying, in their sin, we don't want Adam and Eve to go and eat from the tree of life. Because from then on, they will be forever sinners. Forever and ever, they will be sinners. But God had a greater plan. So that they will not be lost for eternity. Here's God's protection in the midst of your mess. He protects you from eternal damnation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He protects his children and walks them out. Because you know what? Because he has a plan at the cross. At the cross. Jesus. God's love in the midst of our mess. And I know one day the Bible says we are going to eat from the Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to be eternally with the Lord forever and ever. Sinless. In the presence of Almighty God. Amen. Let me wrap it up here. I don't know. Most of you, I don't know. But the Lord knows you. He knows what kind of mess you are in this morning. And this morning, I believe he's walking by these aisles and between the pews. And he's asking you this very same question. Where are you today? Are you hiding from the presence of God? Are you, are, are you separated from God? Have you lost your communion with God? Your fellowship with God? He's coming with a sweet and tender loving voice. He's asking you. Do you want to open the door of your heart and let him in? Amen. See, in the book of Revelation, that is not for, for somebody, an unbeliever. It's for the believer that the angel of the Lord is saying to what? If you would open your heart again, because Jesus is knocking at your heart. He is knocking because he wants to come back inside and have fellowship with you. Amen. John 10, 10 says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It's almost like he has a three-step plan. He, he, he rips off a petal after petal on a flower. And you think, and, you, and, you, and the flower looks the same. Even when you take a petal off, two petals off, three petals off, the flower still looks beautiful. But he's stealing. You come to church, you're praising, you're worshiping. But he's stealing the joy of the Lord. He's stealing your prayer time. He's stealing everything. And then he kills you. As you sin, he separates you from God. And not only does he kill you, it's almost like the kid not only taking the petals away from the flower and making it like it's just a stem. The kid throws the flower on the floor and kind of, you know, squishes it. That all you see left is a green mark on the floor. He wants to completely destroy you so that you will never come back to God again.
But then there is Jesus. The Bible doesn't stop there. The word goes on to say, but Jesus came to give you life and life in abundance. This morning, I do not know what kind of mess you are in. But I want, you to, I want to invite you to the love of God who is reaching out to you in the midst of your mess. Let's close our eyes. I want to do a quick altar call. If there is anyone here who have received this call and acknowledge that God is speaking to you this morning. Remember his blood can cleanse you. Your heart might be as sinful as colored red, but he can make you white as snow. I don't know what kind of addiction problem that you are having. What kind of mess you are in this morning. But God is calling you. Would you heed to his voice? Would you come forward so that we can pray for you? You might be a backslider. You might look good on the outside like a beautiful flower. But you recognize this morning that Satan had been stealing stuff from your lives. And you see your road to that very mess. This morning, heed to the call of God. His love is reaching out to you in the middle of your mess. As every eyes closed, every head bowed. Anyone who wants to receive Jesus as his personal Savior. Anyone who wants to rededicate themselves to have a closer walk with Jesus. And to have a relationship with Jesus. Please lift your hands up so I can pray for you. Thank you, Lord. I see your hands. You can put it down. Anyone else? You're not responding to me. You're responding to God. God is speaking to you tonight, this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for your word that was spoken. We thank you for your love that reached out to us this morning. Thank you, Lord, for coming down on the cross and dying for us, O oh God, and taking us out of our mess. But this morning, O oh Lord, for those who are hearing your word and those who are struggling with sin, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you continue to minister to them. Pray for those who have surrendered their lives to you this morning by the hearing of the word of God. I pray that they might produce fruit of repentance this morning in the name of Jesus. Pray for those who are committing their lives to you this morning. Rededicating their lives in your presence. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you counsel them and guide them. That they might have a closer walk with you. A deep-rooted relationship with you. Help us, oh God, not to be superficial. Not to be fake. Not to wear a mask, but rather help us to be real in your presence. Help us, O oh God, to fight the good fight, to fight with perseverance. For, Lord, we know that we are fighting this battle for eternity. We thank you, Lord, for your coming soon. 
We pray, Holy Spirit, that you might prepare us, that we might all be caught up together in glory and eat from the fruit of life. Thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you put your hands together this morning?